Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church Audio Podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Stay tuned for today's message. Enjoy, and God bless. God. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? The divine word of appeal and encouragement in which you are reasoned with and addressed as sons. My son, do not think lightly the scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord. Nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved and corrected by him. And I have you uh, go to the next one. For the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves, and he punishes, even scorns every son who he accepts and welcomes his heart and cherishes. For you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as uh, with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not train and correct and discipline? Now, if you are are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offsprings and not true sons. Moreover, we have had earthly fathers who, who disciplined us and we yielded to them and respected, to, respected them for training us. Shall we not much more cheerfully submit to the Father's spirits and also or and so truly live. For our earthly fathers discipline as uh, discipline us for only a short period of time and chastened us as seemed proper and good to them. But he disciplines us for our certain good that we may become sharers in is holiness. All right, we'll stop right there. That we may become sharers in his holiness. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the people, Lord God, that's being here. Lord, I pray you speak to your people, train them, instruct them, Lord God, on how to be. Lord, I, I pray that encouragement be brought to your people this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. 
Happy Father's Day, everyone. The purpose of the Father on the earth is a grand responsibility that is inherently given to all men through the likeness of God. The attributes of a father is in every man, but it is not always in operation in every man's life. All men have the ability to be a father uh, to his offspring, but every man isn't trained on how to implement who he is. As a man, you have a great influence in our society. God has given you the power to influence people. You have been uh, made in his image, but you have also, as men, been made after his likeness. Amen. We all have different backgrounds and cultures and we are right that we was raised in. Some of us had our biological fathers uh, in our lives and some of us didn't. And some of us had stepdads and some of us was raised in a single parent home. So many of us have been we have been exposed to many different manners during our childhood. But however you was raised. Most of our parents raised us the best they knew how. Many times they gave us what was given to them, even though what they gave us probably wasn't exactly what we needed. The role of the father in the society is monumental. If change is going to start in our society, it has to start within you, within us. Yes, whether you are male or female, the role of a good father in your circle of influence is paramount. Whether you know it or not, you was influenced to be who you are today. Uh, whether good or bad, you were shaped and formed by those who influenced you. Most had someone there, most of us had someone there when we grew up, but many of us didn't have a true father. I don't want to play the blame game. Because the Father, Father God will make sure you have what you need, even though you probably didn't get it through your home. God's preferred method would be to use your biological father to help you form what um, form you. But that's not always the case. You know, that still don't determine your wholeness, though, just because your father wasn't there. Because God will make sure you are not without support. He will let, uh, he will make you whole. He would a lot of times use other people as father figures to bring some additional nutrients to our personalities. These father figures come in the form of baseball, basketball, football coaches. Amen. Amen. They came in the form of teachers, neighbors, uncles, church members, mentors. Pastors, youth leaders, the director of the Boys and Girls Club, <laughs> in some cases also in prison. You have them old heads in prison that will give you wisdom in prison. Some COs, some correctional officers adopted some inmates to give them wisdom. And that's seriously. And God will make sure you are not without support. He loves you. All right. And he will use you, he will use your father, he give you a father figure in your life, I'm telling you, to help bring nutrients to your personality. The main, um, the word father means the source. The father's supposed to represent who Father God is to us. 
A true father supplies the child with many character-building character minerals for a healthy, balanced life. The purpose of the father is to prepare the child for life in, this phys in his physical and spiritual world. The enemy has dozens of traps. Listen to this. This is so powerful. Listen to this. The enemy has dozens of traps set up to destroy the father. Dozens of them. Especially in our lower income communities. There is a perpetual cycle that's designed to kill the next generation of its opportunity to become a healthy, successful individual in this society. I have good news for you. Who are you? If y'all in the sound of my voice, you have a voice, you have a great opportunity to stop the cycle that most of us have been a part of. Jesus is the way that we have to stop this cycle. He, Jesus is the way to stop the cycle. Amen? We have to stop this cycle, y'all. Because the enemy is after our next generation. Amen? If we don't stop the cycle, then we, we will keep getting what we got. Amen? And sometimes we need someone else in our life to help us show, what, show us what that means. Because we didn't get it in the home. A lot of times we, we're missing different things and different nutrients and different character building traits. Because we weren't influenced by a true father. All right. And I'm going to go through some points of what the purpose of the father in your home or even in your life. Now, you didn't get it in your home. OK, but the Lord Jesus still going to give it to you if you want it. You might then you might want to raise right under, under the perfect circumstances. I mean, we only do the best we know how. Saints, listen, I love my kids. God bless them. And Jesus is teaching me how to raise them. But they still going to have to trust Jesus. Amen. I'm supposed to give them what they need. I love my family. And I love being there for them. Amen. And I love being there for you all. Amen. And the Lord Jesus can use a person like me to help develop you in things you didn't get developed in when you was three, four, five, and six. A lot of times we have to teach basic stuff. I have to teach basic things to help people start over. That's why it's so important. As uh, when you come a part of church like this or become a part of a church family, um, a lot of times we have to relearn a lot of things that we got taught growing up that wasn't right. Jesus has to set us free. He has to give us new, a new thoughts process, new thinking, how to respond. Amen. First, he has to give us a new identity. He has to change how we think. He has to change what we say. How to operate, especially in the kingdom. Amen? Because the enemy wants to destroy not only your life, but whoever's you influence. Now, so, because somebody's watching you, whether you know it or not. As a man, you are fathering someone, whether you know it or not. You are influencing them, whether you know it or not. Somebody is looking to you as an example. Why? Because it's in you. This is how God designed it. God designed a man to be the God figure on the earth. Amen? And if you don't know that, then you, we'll just live haphazardly. We'll live as if it's all about us and no one else matters. And I'm here to tell you that everybody matters. 
The enemy want to make you feel like you don't matter. And you want somebody to recognize you, to give you some type of attention. But I'm telling you, God has given you all the attention you need. You need to focus on him. Forget who don't matter to you or who, who cares that they don't, they don't recognize you. Forget them. Who cares if they don't think that we something? Forget that. God think we something. Amen. God think we something. Because when you think you're something, you don't have to go out and prove you something to nobody. You don't have to, you don't need somebody to recognize that you matter. When you got Jesus, the creator of the heaven and heavens and the earth living on the inside of you. Amen. You are, you, you as a father has been designed to supply. And the enemy want to pervert what you supply to those who look to you. He want to pervert it as a father. As a man. Amen. And so, man on a mission represents, what are you here to do as a man? And I'm talking to all the men in here. What are you here to do? Because the only way to start to stop the cycle is we have to change something within us. It's, it's impossible to go back and change what happened to you at three and four years old. It's impossible to make them people apologize to you. Some of us, we didn't have no parents growing up. We was adopted. All right? But that don't mean that God would not leave you without support. Because he sent people like me in your life. Other individuals. And sometimes we're not open to see to accept this, uh, this nutrients that God want to give us through another man that might not be a part of your family. But they'll give you what you need to help supply you so you can help supply the next generation. All right? So, this is the four main areas a true father would be responsible for. One main area the father would be responsible for, including me, I see all of y'all as a form of like children, but please don't call me father. Please don't call me daddy. Please don't call me you're my spiritual father. I don't need none of that stuff. Amen. Even though I represent, I represent, amen, I don't. I represent, what Jesus said this, he said, call no man your father. On earth, call no man your father. So even though I am a father figure to many of you, I will supply a lot of stuff if you let me. I will supply a lot of what you need to be developed as a man that you should have got when you was a boy. Sometimes it's very humbling to realize this as a grown man because don't nobody tell me what to do. I'm my own man, and the devil know that. He knows that. He wants to put this type of mentality in you so you can block yourself off of uh, block yourself off and separate yourself from people who really love you. Then you start spending all this time around folks who do not care nothing about you. This is the enemy at work. He will have you rejecting the people who really love you and want to develop you and grow you up. And then have you around folks splurging your life on individuals who care nothing about you. This is the truth. I got to get you. I got to get to you straight. Amen. You need a father in your life. 
Amen? You need one physically and spiritually. Not just spiritually. You need one you can see. Amen? Because we've been trying to get it on our own for years. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be your own man. Amen? He wants you to be your own man. Find your own way. And God got a way set up for you. Why? Because he's trying to be your father. See, a true father will lead. Right here, a true father will grow you up. A father is responsible for your growth <clears throat> and development. And without proper growth, we may have difficulties. We have the difficulty to function as a child of God. It was God's design <laughs> for the father to be a part of every individual's life. As a father, I must protect my children. I must help them grow. I must, be the, I must manage their process and take notice when they seem to be lacking something. As a true father is responsible for your growth. He will take personal responsibility that you grow. Not just physically, but how you grow. The information that you're receiving. And sometimes we don't have this physical example of what a father is. And so when a spiritual example, probably like myself, come into your life, we, are probably, we, we will be standoffish. Because we haven't taught, been taught that it's okay that someone come into your life and help you make a choice. It's okay that someone come into your life and help you grow as a Christian. You can't take the mentality that you learn as a child and, and bring it over to the spirituality to the spirit world, and then say, I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm just going to find my own way. That's not God's design, saints. We are a family, and he has designed it to be a certain way. And you don't need to do it on your own. There's a responsibility that comes on me for my children. I'm responsible for their growth. I'm responsible that they get what they need now at this age so they'll know how to be later. Amen? So, not just physically, though, we want to, I focus on also spiritual nutrients. I want to give you, when I give you the word and I give you correction, I give you advice, I'm trying to help people avoid error. I'm trying to help people not go down a road that's going to end in destruction. And I know we've been hurt. I know everybody didn't have the perfect lifestyle growing up. I know that. Amen. That's why I have to continue press past how you are and love you despite how you are. Despite how you've been growing up. Amen. And Jesus put in me to be, have patience, and, patience with people. But this is what Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 6, for the discipline, for the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one his, he accepts as his child. As you endeavor the, the divine discipline, remember that God's treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? Jesus taught me if I don't 
help correct my child, then I do not love my child. If I don't bring instruction, then I don't love them. All right? And if I, if I don't bring instruction to you, I don't love you. Sometimes we think love is just letting you be whoever you want to be. We learned that from the world. Love is not letting your child get all it wants. And you just spoil them with everything that it desires. That's not love. It's not love to give your child everything it wants. Everything he or she wants, right? That's not, that's not true love. I told my kids, I said, uh, Jesus taught me um, when I didn't have it, he told me to go tell them to go in there and pray and ask Father God for it. What am I going to do? You need to go trust the Lord. Why? Because I, I can't supply. If I ain't have $100 to go buy them a game they asking for, they need to go what? Trust the Lord. But guess what? If I don't have it, guess what I do? Get on my knees. And the Bible says, anything I ask, it shall be given. So I have to teach my children that. Next point. A father is responsible. He's responsible to guide you. Guide you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Listen to this. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls. And they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Now, this is the Amplified on the screen that says this. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you. Not just me. I don't really, you know, promote. Submit to me. No, you don't have to do all that. But I do advise you to listen and take the counsel. Continually recognize their authority over you, for they are constantly keeping watch over your soul. Now, the one thing that Jesus taught me as a leader and even as a father, it's a responsibility of the father to watch, take notice, see the behavior of your children, watch them, take notice. And it's also the responsibility of your spiritual leaders to watch. And sometimes when we... <laughs> we not had the right perception of a father, this can be a little intimidating. This can be uncomfortable because we've not, we ha we've not had someone in our life to help guide us accurately. We've not had someone in our life to help grow us up accurately. Amen. We've been taught to go out and get it on, my, on our own. And most of us didn't trust the parents that we had growing up in the house with us because they would lie to us. They were, when I found out some things, man, I'm like, man, why you got to lie? Especially from people who love you, respected people you look up to. Not just your father, not just in the home, but people you looked up to. They lied to you. They led you the wrong way. This is detrimental to an individual because it teaches them not to trust anymore, not to look for advice anymore, to go out and find out on your own and make mistakes that you don't have to make. But I encourage you. God will always put somebody in your life that's going to lead you the right way. 
Right, you go ask anybody who was locked up, who been in prison, especially for drugs. The Lord was trying to warn them. I'm telling you, talk to anybody. The Lord was trying to warn me. When, when I got locked up, the Lord was trying to warn me through people. You better slow it down, son. I'm telling you, anything you done got in trouble in, Jesus was trying to warn you through people. Someone was trying to, the Lord was trying to use that voice of the Father to reach to you, to give you advice so you can heed to and go another way, follow another path. Get on another road, and I'm submitting to you today. The road that God started you on. Fight to stay on it. Fight to stay on it. It don't have to be how it has always been in your life. Jesus is going to make sure he take care of you. He's a good father. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never leave you, even though they done left. He'll never leave. They, they gone, yeah, amen, they gone. But it's still love that, should, that you should be had, that you can get. Amen? amen. So as a father, he, one of them is he has to guard you. He has to protect you. Whenever we haven't had a true father in our life, we don't know that this is normal, and it can, it can seem awkward. But God will send spiritual leaders to help you bring healing and deliverance in your life so spiritual growth can begin. The, the Father's design is to guide you. Of course, both parents will help guide, but we are, we are dealing with the fathers today. Amen. One way the Father guides you physically is through information. Our parents was our first source of reliable information. Amen. And so once our parent, once we once we come to find out, or whoever was there, it's supposed to be our first source of reliable information. So information and instruction is normal to give or to receive as a child. And especially as a father, it's supposed to be normal to give. But we have a true problem that's going on in our society. There's a strong, rebellious spirit that's designed to reject all authority. It is a crazy spirit that's going, around in, going on in our society. It's to reject all authority, reject all the pastors, reject all government, reject all leaders. Amen. And there's no respect going on throughout our land. Now... Many people will say you have to give it first. And that's why as a pastor, I'm willing to let you or let, I'm willing to earn your trust. I'm willing to earn it. That means I would need to prove myself to you. Why? Because I know how screwed up leaders can be. I know how people can lead you the wrong way. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to go through that. Because once I gain your trust, man, I'm telling you, you're going to grow like a giant. You're going to grow like a giant. You won't fight no more. You'll just yield to the instructions that I have for you. Once I earn your trust, amen, but let me do it. If I can get your trust, you'll believe me. You won't fight me. Amen. Because there is instructions and information I'm trying to transfer to you. 
especially you men in the church. The men got to come up, man. Ain't no way no woman can outshout me, outsing me, outworship me. I told my wife when we first got saved, I said, baby, I don't want to leave you, but I'm gone. I'm gone with Jesus. The men should be the most exuberant in the church. I'm telling you, it's time to come up, men. Only way it's going to come up is you got to follow me. Let's come up. Hey, man, ain't no way the woman going to out-worship me. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, women, but I love y'all. I just, you know, trying to get these men to move. That's right. It's time to come up, men, and be the fathers that God has us to be. You might have missed it with your children. Ain't no reason to be condemned about that. Amen. But how can you make that time up? How can you start changing your motion? Somebody got to change. The process got to stop. Amen. The cycle's got to end. Somebody got to change. Amen. I'm going to be who I'm going to be because Jesus taught me how to be this. And I know what Jesus taught me works. I know where I was and I know where I am today. I know there was a process of information Jesus had to teach me to get to where I am today. But the one, number one, that you're going to hear about me, you must be converted and become like a child. Unless you become like a child, you cannot be taught. This is the most difficult thing that many grown individuals have to take part in. Because now, if you don't become like a child, you can't be taught. If you're not willing to be wrong, you can't be taught. So, and I'm just going to be honest with a lot, of, a lot of, especially the men in the house. Amen. It's okay to be wrong. See, we've been taught, you, you know, you stupid. You know, when we wrong in the world, they just really beat you up like it's just the worst thing in the world. Don't let nobody know you stupid. And it all, it all started in class when you missed a step in that math problem. And you was ashamed. And then the teacher said, do everybody got it? And you know you didn't have it. And you was ashamed to say, I ain't got it. Could you do that again? How many of y'all was there? And then, but then, you know, I was there too. Um, But that's when it starts. You start being ashamed of not knowing. And it's okay to not know as long as you have an answer there to help you know. Now, I hate not knowing and staying like that for years. Why keep the illusion like you know when you really don't know? That's pride. Why keep that illusion? And we we're taught so much that knowledge, to gain this knowledge and to know and to have an understanding is just grand. But when you don't know, that should be esteemed to say, look, man, I need some help. That should be exalted. That's not exalted in the world. It should be exalted. It's okay to be wrong, especially when you want to be right. Amen. This is why I got to teach this stuff because this basic, really basic stuff that I I teach my children. Amen. And it's okay. The reason it's okay, because, man, I'm, I'm probably wrong in a whole bunch of stuff I don't know about. It's okay, man. 
to be wrong. When I was fussing with my wife, I said, Lord, I don't know how to be a husband. Lord, you need to teach me. When I couldn't quit this, I said, Lord, you got to kill me with these cigarettes. I don't know. And he started giving me wisdom just saying I don't know. I didn't say I had to quit. I didn't say I had to stop. I know I should. No, I don't know I should if I'm still doing it. I don't know. It's okay, though. Amen? It's okay. Because information and instruction is your way out. It's the start of you turning this thing around and going in a whole other opposite way. Listen, when you're lost and you got a map, what's the first thing you have to do? Where in the world am I? So what do you have to do? I have to find out where I am on this map. Why? So I can work my way out of this. So I can head the direction that I want to go. I cannot continue ride down this road and my wife saying, you lost, ain't you? No, I got it. I can't continue to act like no, act like I know where I'm going when I'm lost. All right? It's okay. We will have to just humble ourselves and be wrong. I made a mistake. It's, it's all right. We all make them. <laughs> it's okay. Just relax. Amen. We all have fallen short by the glory of God. Amen. Good scripture. But if I'm going the wrong direction, I don't have a clue where I'm going. And my wife say I'm lost and I'm ready for her to just be quiet. <laughs> Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Sit back and ride. You want to drive? <laughs> Do you want to drive? All that stuff, pride, you know? When we could have been said, man, I'm lost. Let's turn around. Well, man, and we can head it. We waste about two hours <laughs> trying to act like we knew where we was going when we should have just stopped and turned around. First, find out where you at. Amen. Remember those traps I was telling you about? There is traps that's specifically designed for the man only, apart from women. They're, they're designed for the man. These traps will, uh, is trying to kill your influence, your positive influence. In the, lives, in the lives of those who respect you, they look up to you. The Lord wanted, the, the enemy want to use you to minister darkness. He want to use you to minister darkness to another. And we must stop as much, as, as much darkness kind of coming out of us that's influenced people as possible. Jesus want us to minister light to individuals. Jesus wants us to influence his ways to individuals. And the only way we can influence his ways to others, and sometimes you have fathers who, who life is screwed up, but they know the right thing to say to somebody. But it's sometimes we don't receive it because, well, you ain't living right. You ain't living right. That means your life speaks more than your words. 
If I give somebody instructions and my life is screwed up and the first thing they say is, you ain't living right. That means they looking at my life before they hear my words. That means your, your, your language that you're speaking is through your actions and not actually coming out of your mouth. There is a message that you're preaching to individuals when you ain't said nothing to them. There is a message that you are sending to others who watch you. And you might tell them you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you should do that. As a father, we must get all that hypocrisy out of our life. We first must say, Lord Jesus, teach me in order for us to be a great example. I told my little brother growing up, he was looking to me um, as an example in his life. You know, and I was screwed up in my head. I was going, you know, when he turned 13, take him and introduce him to the world with all kinds of substances and women and stuff. That was my goal. That's how I thought before Jesus. And I, after I got, uh, I had got saved before I was able to do all that. So he followed me into not going on, you know, not, not you know, having sex. And he didn't have sex until he got married. And, you know, he followed me through that process. And if I didn't get saved, I was just about to introduce him to this life that I was living. And then Jesus saved me. And so Jesus started teaching me that I was going to lead him the wrong way. When, I, when my wife, when, when we was girlfriend and boyfriend, I'm wrapped up in all kind of sin. But I see she just getting out the house. She didn't smoke. She didn't drink. She didn't do nothing. She's fresh, very naive to the streets. And I, and I, I was starting to influence her. Hun, taste this. Hun, taste that. Hun, taste this. And it's sad, but it's true. And then Jesus saved me. Then Jesus showed me, it was before I got saved. Because I remember living in a world, that's just how it was. It was so many women just vulnerable, just made themselves just vulnerable to you. It was, it was crazy. It was all, you know, now thinking back on it, it was crazy, but it was normal in the world. And then I thought about it. I said, man, this wifey material, this is a special thing that I have with her. And then I got saved. I was like, man, she, ooh, she wife. She, hey, listen, nobody else I dealt with in the streets was like my wife. That's what made me so be so attracted to her. Like, I thought this was rare. I said, who? I said, man, I need to try to keep this one. She don't need to be, just by her not smoking, help me not smoke. And that's when Jesus started really working on me. And I said, Lord, whoo. But I'm not beating you up today because I really got good news for all our fathers. We have a father in heaven who wants to help nurture you. Most of y'all men in here, y'all still little boys on the inside. If we would be honest, listen, saints, I'm, I'm telling you, I cry. I cry. And we want to, we got all this hard, rough, callous stuff on us, and the, and the world put that on us. Do we ever see Jesus like that? Amen. And the Lord is crying out to that boy on the inside of you. 
Yeah, that boy that still cries. That boy that still get hurt. He get his feelings hurt. Amen. The boy that still have emotions, but don't ever show it on the outside. Still have that roughness on the outside. The Lord is crying out to the boy that's on the inside of every man. He's crying out to you. He wants to be what you missed growing up. He wants to be what you still blaming somebody else why you like you are today. The first step in getting free men is stop blaming the person that you got at fault because of how you are. That's the first step. And take personal responsibility for your actions. Personal responsibility for your actions. And start being honest. That honest little boy knows. That honest little boy on each and, in each and every one of us men. Jesus want to nurture that boy. Jesus still have love for you. He still have love for you. I don't care what you done did, what you done been a part of. That boy on the inside of you, the Lord want to raise up. I know you men, grown men, but on the inside, the Lord wants you to be converted and become like a child and start looking to him for nourishment. Start looking to him to supply, to give you what you think you missed. And that blame game has to stop. It has to stop. It's nobody else's fault. The Lord Jesus, we will not go to hell because of how his parents raised us. We will. We are responsible for our own actions. People are responsible for their own actions. Because the Lord will make sure you are not without support in this life. He'll make sure of it. He's always trying to help us. He's always trying to help us. Number one way, one, number one, the last comment, point of a father is to guard you and protect you. The father must be protected. God want to be the one that protects you. We've been so, we, we had so many, we, 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 we've been so vulnerable our whole life. This is why we feel like we must fend ourselves. This is why we gravitate to things that protect us. We've been so vulnerable our whole life. The people that were supposed to love us and protect us and shield us, they didn't know how to do it themselves. And this is why we must not blame them because they was only giving you what they got. And a lot of our, a lot of our parents and things like that, they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. They weren't filled with God. And they just gave us what they knew. Amen. So the Lord, this is the most important. Many people live most of their lives unprotected. When this grow up, we learn how to protect ourselves. And so what drives us out to this area 
to fend for ourselves and live our own life is the spirit of rejection. When people reject you, especially your parents have rejected you. Especially when your father has rejected you. And people have rejected us. Most people would take advice when they know it's going to save them from being harmed. But a lot of people reject advice. And they reject God. And they reject instruction. Because it's not seen as positive. It seems like somebody's getting on you. And those feelings can convince us that you're not loved. And instruction and, and reproof and correction is love from a spiritual perspective. So all our fathers, every man in here stand up. In closing, my sister. In closing. Every man, good, praise God. I've been praying for these men to come in here too. When we first started the church, we had nothing but women. Amen. All the men stand up. This is what we're about to do. We're about to forgive those who didn't train us right. Have mercy on them. They didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. Have mercy on them. And we need, we're going to accept a new identity today. To be the man of God that God has for us. To be the father of those that, that's looking to us for example. And we got to let it go. It's time to rise up, men. It's time to rise up. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I walked like a child. But when I became a man, I would, I'd done away with all the childish things. It's time to rise up and be done away with all the childish things, men. It's time to be done with it. Jesus said in John 14, verse 18, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. And many of y'all feel like you're orphans. No, nobody love you. Don't nobody care. And we're going to forgive them today, okay? Have mercy on them. Let's accept this identity in Christ. pertain to you, y'all repeat after me. Ladies, you can get in on this if you want to. Repeat after me. I forgive my father for any abuse and negativity and lack of love or lack of affirmation and lack of acknowledgement on his part towards me. I forgive any abuse any absence in my life, any neglect, I forgive them.
and forsake it. Any abandonment, I forgive my father in Jesus' name. Any deception, any betrayal, any mistrust, I forgive my father in Jesus' name. I let him go. I let him go in Jesus' name. I forgive him. All acts of unkindness, all acts of hurt, all acts of shame, I forgive him. And I let him go. And now I receive acceptance. I receive the blessings of God, the forgiveness of God, the security. I forgive all the insecurity that he, he transferred to me. I forgive him now. And I loose myself from all the power and the control and the dominion of darkness that entered through these avenues. I loose the power of the strongholds of the enemy in my life. I forgive them all. I forgive them all in Jesus' name. I let it go in Jesus' name. All lust, all perversion, I let it go in Jesus' name. All lust, all perversion, I let it go in Jesus' name. And I forgive them. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We pray that you are encouraged and empowered by today's message. If you would like to learn more about Restoration Church, please visit our website by going to r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.